Today's episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA, the daily podcast covering everything you want to know about the association. And on Wednesdays, I'm your co-host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter and the host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. And I'm John Corrales at Reds Army underscore John on Twitter. And I host the Locked On Celtics podcast. Uh, It was a bonkers night of action (laughs) in the NBA. Uh, I think every single team was basically playing. We had 22 teams in action, which is basically insane. You didn't watch all of this. We did. We're going to run it down for you and get you caught up on everything you need to know. And we are going to lead off with the most fun game of the night in the Lakers and Knicks. The Lakers in overtime getting a 101-99 victory. Wes Matthews with a second chance opportunity scores two under the basket descended to overtime. Julius Randall misses right at the buzzer. We go to overtime and Taylor Horton Tucker with a huge three to give the Lakers a two point win. This game was freaking fun, man. I mean, this was this was nuts. And of course, I, I love the fact that they went into overtime and the final score was one oh one to ninety nine. <laughs> it looked like he was out in 1993. Like this was a game straight out of 1993 with unbelievable defense. Like uh, Anthony Davis late in this game had a couple of possessions on Julius Randle, including the final one where more or less he locked him up. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is these are two teams that are are known this season for their defense. Even though defense hasn't been the name of this season, these these two teams have been two of the better defensive teams. Obviously, not a surprise with with Thibodeau, but. My, my biggest concern for the Lakers coming out of this is, okay, yes, you got a nice win. And standings-wise, combined with the uh, Mavericks loss that we're going to talk about later, they are now uh, a game out of sixth. And so they have this potential to kind of maybe climb in the standings and get out of this play-in. But the, the whole thing with the Lakers has been if LeBron and Anthony Davis are healthy, they're the scariest team out west. But Anthony Davis has not looked healthy in the past couple of games. And he got banged he up in this, this one, too. One. Yeah, he got his butt kicked in this one. I mean, this they said in the broadcast, he's going to be feeling this one tomorrow. I'm, I'm concerned for the Lakers that Anthony Davis is not going to be exactly 100% for this, this run that they're trying to make. You know, it's going to be interesting because they also need some help to get out of the play in tournament. They don't really control their own destiny here. So I do wonder they play tonight. I wonder if they're just going to rest Anthony Davis and say, screw it. We'll go through the play and we just need to one win one game. It's one extra one. It's not the end of the world. Let's just get through that and keep our guys healthy. But you'll, you'll get an idea of what they're trying to do in this game if AD plays or not tonight. Yeah, that, I mean, that that's going to be I, I agree with you. I think at this point, accept your fate. Don't don't. If you're the Lakers, go too crazy in a in a situation like you said, where they don't c- control their own destiny. Just all you got to do is win. You're going to be the seventh seed. Just win a game, get into that seventh seed, and and whoever finishes in second, which it's looking more and more like the Phoenix Suns, just accept that. Hey, we're going to take this Phoenix Suns team, 
And that that's a great matchup for the for the Lakers. It's, I think they'd be team. totally fine with it. And I think that's going to be what you end up seeing them. But again, what they do with Anthony Davis is really going to tell us. And I, I'd be willing to bet. And we'll find out next week when we go back and do the show, if I'm right or wrong on this, that you don't see him play in this game. So this one was so much fun. One game that was not fun was the pillow fight between the Sacramento Kings and the <laughs> Oklahoma City Thunder. You've got to you've got to give credit to uh, to the Thunder here for their commitment to the tanking bit. They were up 14 at halftime and then somehow ended up losing this game 122-106. Might have been the third quarter where they were outscored 41 to 18. Good job OKC not winning a game that you didn't want to win and really just st- sticking to it. Good job with the tank there. Moving on cuz we don't need to stay on that one too long at all you have the denver nuggets over the charlotte hornets 117 112 hornets even in this loss do clinch a spot in the playing tournament because the bulls lose but michael porter jr 30 points here john you know they could have traded him for a big name player you could have included him in a drew holiday trade i think and at times it seemed like maybe they were rolling the dice by not pulling the trigger on him and shipping him out it looks like this this gamble paid off for him now. Yeah, I mean, he's he can be a very special type of player, and he's still really, really young. And so he's very moldable. And by all accounts, you know, that it's a good structure. It's a good, you know, the coaching staff, the players, they get along. This is a great situation for a guy like him. And so he can continue to grow into being a better defensive player that can lift him into that next stratosphere of player. But really, when you look at what Denver has been doing, he's been the key yeah, to them really surviving has. the Jamal Murray injury. So this has been huge. Obviously, Jokic is going to get a lot of the shine, and he's going to win the MVP for Denver's overall play since the injury. But Michael Porter Jr. has been the most important reason that they were able to sustain what they've been doing. Yeah, I I agree with you. Jokic, by the way, 30 points, 11 rebounds. He was 16 of 17 from the line in this game. On the flip side for the Hornets, Devontae Graham off the bench, 31 points. LaMelo Ball with a game to forget, one of nine for the field. Though he did finish with 12 rebounds, seven assists, but just five total points. Final game in the first segment here, we want to touch on the Philadelphia 76ers not clinching the one seed in the Eastern Conference, losing to the Indiana Pacers 103-94. This one was a tale of two halves as Indiana just clamped down on the 76ers in the final uh, quarter, more or less. And the Sixers went about five minutes without scoring a point in this one. Pacers do lock up a playing spot with this one. Pacers, you know, like... They're, they're so up and down. You hear the whole uh, issues. With we talked about it last week. A Bjorkman week ago. And all that stuff. Like, yeah. And now all of a sudden, they're, they they seem dangerous and, and all of that. So, you know, Philly Philly's going to be fine. I'm not really worried about Philly. But Indy is one of those teams that if they can just get it together a little bit, you know, they start to fall into that dangerous category. Now I'm looking at, we'll talk about the Celtics later. I don't know where these standings are going to shake out here, but if the Celtics lose in that first play and get, look, they've got Charlotte, Indy, Washington, all of those teams have become dangerous. And when you look at what um, DeMontis Sabonis has done recently, oh man, <laughs> like he's been, he's just been triggering this entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at all these double digit numbers 16 he, he, points, 
15 assists, 13 rebounds. This is like, this is the guy that when Pacers fans are looking at what their future hinges on, like this is the type of play that they're hoping for. Yeah, they had a big game from Karis LeVert in this one too, 24 points from him, and he hit a monster dagger three. And for the Philadelphia 76ers, 27 points from Tobias Harris, but just not really getting a ton of anything else. And look, no Joel Embiid in this one. So it's a little bit diminishing the loss for them. But man, Sabonis, let's just get into it because we've got the ultra player of the week here for you all. Um, and this one has to go to Demonis Sabonis after the week that he has had. You mentioned his stat line in this game, John. But over the past week, this is a dude at 26 points per game, 15 rebounds, 10 assists, and two freaking steals while shooting 67% from the field and 44% from three. This is the definition of what we want the ultra player of the week to be. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. And are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? And when you have a guy playing like this, who's having so much fun out there on the court, it's got to be Sabonis as the ultra player of the week. Absolutely, man. Guy dropped a couple of triple doubles. Had a, you know One of them was a 30-point triple-double. He's got a 20-rebound game in there. I mean, this dude is bringing it, and, and yeah, this is fun. That's what it's all about, right? Fun, enjoyment, and triple-doubles are fun. People are all over Russell Westbrook for triple-doubles. How about this Mr. Triple-double over here with Sabonis? Give him there, some there you go. Look, it's, <laughs> it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And with 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, you can definitely enjoy a Michelob Ultra. So this week, we're raising a Michelob Ultra to Demonis Sabonis of the Indiana Pacers, our Ultra Player of the Week. Okay, a ton more games to get through. It was a busy night of action as all of these teams are trying to make their runs to the playoffs and seeding's important, all of that stuff. One game, though, where it didn't, didn't really matter was the Minnesota Timberwolves over the Detroit Pistons, 119-100. For the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, you had Anthony Edwards, 22 points, Carl Anthony Towns, 28 on the flip side, Sadiq Bay, their rookie, 21 points. And then you also had Saban Lee off the bench with 22. Minnesota's shown a little bit of life under Chris Finch and that the fact that they've gotten a little bit healthy, I think. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it. I mean, I saw it in, in Boston. And I'm going to see it again in a couple of days. They offensively have been really good. Anthony Edwards is just, you know, lighting things up. And, and just all around, you get to see the talent level that that makes them kind of interesting and, and what what got people interested in the beginning of the season now they they've had an unfortunate stretch this season and obviously it's a lost season but what we're seeing from them at least offensively that they're they're a team that you're going to have to go out there and beat you're going to have to really try hard to stop them because they're they'll make mistakes but they're going to score a ton of points yeah, they're going to definitely have some momentum heading into next season. Another game with playoff implications for both the play-in tournament and the standings in the Western Conference. The Dallas Mavericks getting completely smacked by the Memphis Grizzlies, 133-104. This has to be, I think, Luka Doncic's worst game as a pro. Four of 16 from the field, 12 points on the night, five turnovers. He was just bad in this one. No Porzingis for them, but... Bit of a statement win, I think, to a degree for the Memphis Grizzlies. You want to prove that they really belong in this and can get out of the playing tournament. This felt like a classic prove yourself Memphis Grizzlies and a Dallas Mavericks team that thought, eh, we got this, even though they shouldn't think that because they're... And they did not have it. <laughs> no, they did not because 
they're not far in the standings. Now, obviously Memphis isn't going to catch them, but Luca comes out and is completely like slow and disinterested and, and not like, uh, you know, not, not blowing by anybody, not, not, you know, loose with the ball, like five turnovers and four made field goals. Like that, that's one of, everybody has an off night. This is a rough time to have an off night for Luca, but this is very clearly he was, he was not interested in playing. And I, I really wonder, you know, after all of the technicals and after that flagrant two that he got booted on the other night, like, I just wonder if he's just kind of fed up with things and if it kind of manifested itself here. Uh, it's That's a great way to maybe describe it, but sometimes you just have off games and you don't see performances like this from him all that often for, for the Western conference this is kind of important though, because the Mavericks want to get to the fifth spot instead of six and the Portland trailblazers, I believe have the tiebreaker over them. And so this was kind of a must win. They're probably all must win for Dallas going forward. Cause one of those two teams is going to end up in that spot. Um, and Dallas kind of put themselves on the back foot, I think with this one moving on the Los Angeles Clippers over the Toronto Raptors, one fifteen ninety six. It's just a lost season for Toronto who literally played nobody in this game. No Fred Van Vliet, no Siakam. Yeah, it was going to be the Clippers yeah. all the way. On the on the flip side for the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, easy twenty points. There, there you go. We don't we don't need to spend much time on this one. I don't think. <laughs> Congratulations. Let's just spend. Yeah. No, let's to spend more time with you here, John, and uh, the, the Boston Celtics. Raptors some more. Let's talk about them, right? The the other uh, another Florida team here beating your Boston Celtics, one twenty nine, one twenty one. Break it down for us. Yeah, this is just basically the Miami Heat are better at this point. Miami Heat, I, I, I wrote this story after the game that the Miami Heat are what the Boston Celtics wish they could be. The, the Heat came in and they're they're mostly healthy. They're only missing Victor Oladipo. They they played with precision. Every time they they drove, they had cutters that that were coming off the weak side. They would find mismatches. Jimmy Butler was finding mismatches and in, in like uh, posting up Kemba Walker and Celtics were playing Carson Edwards and every short guard that they put out there, the, the heat made them pay by either posting them up and cutting behind them and, and forcing the Celtics to make decisions. And then in the third quarter, it just became a three point barrage. Duncan Robinson could not miss Goran Dragic could not miss every time the Celtics played poor defense, the Miami heat made them pay. And every time the Celtics played good defense, it took, it took Miami about 12 seconds extra, but they still made Boston pay even when they played good defense. And the problem for Boston is they had too many stretches where the defense lapsed. They, they, they scored plenty of points, 121 points. You should be winning games when you score 121 yeah. points. And, and when you shoot, what did the Celtics shoot? Like 50%, 52%. They shot 52%, 48.5% from three and scored 100, 121 points and lost. And really that just boils it down to Boston's biggest problem this season. Brad yeah. Stevens' teams have been good defense, good defensively, and this season Celtics have not been good defensively. They have not been able to hang their hat on the one thing, the effort and the defense, and it's cost them all year long. Yeah, and look, as you mentioned, they're, they're in the playing tournament right now, and that's probably where they're they just going to be, right? Like, there's no getting out of that at this point for them. They needed this win. They basically needed to win out. They had this game. They play tomorrow night at Cleveland. They play at Minnesota on uh, on Saturday and then at New York on Sunday. If they had won three straight, they had a chance to play New York for a potential 
fifth seed. Uh, they would have won the tiebreaker over Miami if they had won this game. And that game against New York would have been a tiebreaker type situation there as well. Doesn't matter now. It, it, unless there's a miracle, which there probably won't be. The, the Celtics, like I said about the Lakers before, accept your fate, rest your guys, get in there because you're going to be the seventh seed, win that game on Tuesday, next Tuesday, and then get ready, win that game, get ready for whoever that second seed is going to be in the East. And it's, it's probably going to be Brooklyn. And we're going to see if Brooklyn is, you know, maybe the Celtics get lucky and, and Brooklyn's not healthy enough. And they, there's an opportunity there. But... We're going to get into that in the next segment because there's an update on that front here too, for sure. Yeah, but the Celtics are the Celtics are in rough shape. It's it's not quite the Toronto Raptors lost season, but it it's kind of spiraling down the toilet. Yeah, you had 36 from Kemba in this one, 36 from Jason Tatum for the Miami Heat, uh, 22 for Bam, 22 for Duncan Robinson, and 24 for Tyler Hero. Before we with a yes or no answer from you is. Brad Stevens on the hot seat? No, no. Okay, a lot there you of go. people want him to be, but I'm sure <laughs> the team, the team is he is he is safe as safe can get right now as far as a coach uh, in in this situation. I think this team is going to chalk a lot of it up to circumstance. Look, that's that's good. Means all of you Celtics fans listening to today's show and everyone else around the league don't read into what I'm sure is going to be a full offseason of rumors about that kind of stuff for a little while. So we got more games coming up, including the Nets and a really fun game between the Suns and the Warriors. We're going to cover all of that coming up here next on Locked On NBA. Before we do that, today's episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor? And did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor? And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about the flavors they love. And if you don't know what those are, well, you're missing out one, but it's coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. John, what is your favorite flavor right now? Because I'm sure it changes. It does change. I'm going to go salted caramel. That's a, this it's is a, good, right? I it's it's it. that's the most candy bar like one. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of the salt plus sweet type of thing. I'm 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 generally a I'm a salt lover. So if my doctor ever says you got to cut out the salt, it'd be like, well, it's been nice knowing y'all because I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so no, yeah, that, anything. That thing's delicious. I love the mint brownie, which is basically just mint chocolate chip ice cream, but in protein bar form and and good for you. And so if you want to give those a try, we highly recommend it. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you're going to get two of each of the flavors. Most of them have 17 grams of protein and only 130 calories. Some have 18 grams of protein and just 180 calories. So you're not wasting all the cardio you did. It's a protein bar. It's not a gourmet meal, but you may as well eat the best tasting one. And that is easily Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you're going to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. We've got baseball. We've got basketball. Obviously, you can you can at halftime decide you want to bet on something during a game, you can do that at Bet Online. Plus all the other sports, the NHL, the playoffs are here, and UFC, everything. So before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sports news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Head on over there. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So whatever you drop in there, 200 bucks. 
That 50% welcome bonus will be $100 with the promo code locked on. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as all of your favorite teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, wrapping up the very full night of action in the association. Let's jump to the Orlando Magic losing to the Milwaukee Bucks 102-114. Bit of a slog and a grind for the Milwaukee Bucks, but look, Giannis puts in 27. They're going to be able to get the win in this one, but Magic have a little bit of fight in them at least. Yeah, look, man, you, you, the Magic are uh, kind of this hodgepodge team right now, and there's a lot of guys that are not just auditioning are not just playing for the magic. They're auditioning for something. And, and Steve Clifford said this the other day where there's 30 teams that are watching our games right now. And these guys need to go out there and, and, and play hard and show that they can be part of something. So even if they're not part of the Orlando magic, they need to go out there and say, Hey, look, we're professional players. We've got, you know, you can trade for us. You can sign us. All of that stuff. The Magic are very much open for business on anybody. And so at the very least, these guys can go out there with maximum effort and make you earn. It's going to be a win, but you got to earn it. Yeah, no, they're, they're not the easiest out. You would think they're just going to roll over and they're not. And it's kind of always fun to see those like young teams. And as you say, those guys are basically fighting for their futures in the NBA. So good win for the Bucks over a tougher than it should be Orlando Magic team. Let's jump a little bit now to the West Coast here where it was the Golden State Warriors beating the Phoenix Suns 122-116. This game was fun and kind of wild because when I say that score, you probably think Steph Curry went off, right? He he did not. 21 points on the night, but he was just two of 20 or sorry, seven of 22 from the field and one of 11 from three. This instead was the Andrew freaking Wiggins show <laughs> 38 points on 24 shots. He wasn't going to let him lose this game. It was wild. Now in a triple double here from, uh, from Draymond green, who was really, you know, last year people were talking a lot about Draymond green like, what, what does he have left? And all of a sudden, you know, this year when all of, you know, you've got better players around you and you got Steph around you, uh, even though Steph shot poorly, he still demands a ton of attention. And when you've got Draymond Green on the team, prepare yourself because when you're open, he's going to get it to you. And Andrew Wiggins, you know, takes full advantage of that. Hey, look, Andrew Wiggins, for all of the stuff that he, that the reputation that he's earned and all of the, <laughs> the negative stuff that he's earned is still an extraordinarily talented player. And every once in a while, he's going to pop off for one of these 38 point games. No, it, it was it was impressive to see. And, you know, defensively, they're they're more sound, I think, than people realize, despite all of their injuries, which is going to make them hellacious when they probably win the play in tournament and get in as the eighth seed for uh, against the Utah Jazz. The Jazz probably win that, I would guess. But this is not going to be a four or five game series, maybe, I think, like. I don't know. The Warriors are also so injured. They have basically like eight playable guys, but I can't imagine they're going to be the easiest out. No, no, not at all. I mean, getting into that play in as the, um, the, uh, you know, the, the, the Warriors here, that that's that seven, eight, the Lakers Warriors, that's, that's a dangerous game for the <laughs> Lakers. That's going to be very, very dangerous. Now they, they'll probably still win. Even if they lose to the Warriors, they'll probably still win, but you know, that, that, that's difficult. Hey, let's flip this around to the Phoenix Suns. How about the Phoenix Suns missing out now losing two straight 
missing an opportunity to take advantage of a Jazz loss to the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, back-to-back wins over the best teams in the West, right? For that, I mean, team. that's in, that's super, super impressive for Golden State. Good, you know, good look on you guys. But the Phoenix Suns had an opportunity to get to that top seed, and now have lost two in a row, six and four in their last ten. Just a slight little swoon there. Just it's enough to fuel that, like, oh, geez, maybe the Suns. Are they really for real, or is this just going to be a fun story? Like, I can, I can already hear. No, I like, get you. Coming up, you know, I think this is why you see teams not really scared of being the seventh seed, right? Like, the Lakers are just like, yeah, it, it'll be fine. We'll we'll be seven, and we'll beat Phoenix in the first round, and it's no big deal. Like, there's no fear in them from this Phoenix Suns team, which is wild, right? Because Devin Booker had 34 in this game. Chris Paul had 24 and was like masterful at times, including a couple of unbelievable defensive possessions in this one late. It just wasn't enough to get them over the hump. And you saw Jay Crowder shooting like old Jay Crowder, right? Six of 10 from three. Like this should be a terrifying team. And I don't know if they're necessarily getting the respect that they deserve to a certain degree. And if people just really don't believe in them, but Look, as you mentioned, not being able to take advantage of a jazz loss the other night kind of hurts him in this. And this loss isn't the best look for him. Right. And this shows you the importance of guys like Mikhail Bridges and and campaign. Like, okay, Chris Paul does his thing, Booker does his thing, Crowder does his thing. That is that is a formula. When you look at these numbers, if I were to say, hey, these are the numbers for Paul, Booker, and Crowder, you'd be like, Well, the Suns must have won by 30. But right. you've got to get these contributions from these other guys. And that's what's made the Phoenix Suns so great. Like you getting these, you know, like Mikhail Bridges has been just a, a really, you know, great story this year. And, and these other guys have been great stories this year. When you don't have that extra support, that the Phoenix Suns aren't going to be good. Yeah, no, totally. And so it's going to be interesting to see where they end up, which seems like it's going to be the two seed and who will they play in the first round? And is that team going to be scared of them? So one more game to go. We finally have gotten there, John, after 11 (laughs) games and 22 teams in action. The Brooklyn Nets beating the Chicago Bulls 115-107. Story of this one actually really isn't the game. It was Kyrie Irving taking an elbow to the face from Nikola Vucevic. They've ruled him out with a concussion, but tests came back inconclusive. They're saying he has a facial contusion. I don't know what inconclusive tests necessarily mean, but it's a potential injury that they need to watch out for just as they were about to get healthy because the other big news when it comes to the Nets is, oh, hey, James Harden is questionable to play tonight. That, look, we know that the the Nets are star-driven, and they can make up for the loss of one or two of these guys, but we're getting to a point now where they haven't been whole for a while. James Harden coming back is going to be, be huge. And, and frankly, James Harden and Kevin Durant together is a little bit more important than Kyrie Irving. And these guys, like you can make up for, for some of what Kyrie Irving um, can do on the floor. At least like he's not going to be, you can, you can put a defensive player in there that will, will at least not give up as, much, as many points as Kyrie has given up. So if you're going to pick one guy to lose, I might pick Kyrie Irving. That's fair. It's, uh, it's still like it, Harden's coming back. He's only got a couple of games left, two, three games left. What, I don't know what they have left. Uh, how, is that going to get him up to speed? How rusty is he going to be? Uh, Durant. He's is, been out for five weeks, I think is the official number now. Yeah. And so that's, that's not easy. Like it's not easy to just jump right back in and be like, yeah, man, I'm cool. 
if Kyrie Irving is in the concussion protocol, if he does actually enter that at some point, then that could be extensive. Concussions are dangerous. Concussions got to take him so no seriously, set, right? There's no set time. There's no, oh, he's got a strained hamstring. He's out for two weeks or whatever. Concussion is just what your brain and how your brain heals. So he could be out. It could be something that heals in a few days. It could take a few weeks. So it's it's hard to say when you take a shot like he took. It's hard to say what he's gonna what he's gonna be facing. So I go back to and I don't want to you know make it be like you know hooray for injuries, but the team whichever team ends up facing the Brooklyn Nets in the first round, you almost wonder if facing the Brooklyn Nets in the first round is the best chance you're gonna get. To, to that's fair. I see. What, I, I I get what you're saying because they're going to be healthy later on, and you're not. You, you're probably not going to beat them. Then I see exactly what you're saying. Right. It's just an if, opportunity thing. If you're kind gonna of beat them. This might be the only time you get to beat yeah. them. They're already because in the next round and the round after, forget it. No, I mean, like I I keep wanting to put them in kind of Clippers territory from last year, right? They have that feel about them and then you're like oh wait no they're still gonna have Harden and Kevin Durant at the very least and like yeah no they're fine like I'm not I'm not even worried about that with them at all but it's it's something that's worth keeping an eye on by the way for the Chicago Bulls Zach Levine 41 points but we're not even gonna really talk about them because the story is on the Brooklyn Nets with everything <laughs> the Bulls by the way need to go three and oh and the Wizards need to go oh and three for the Bulls to get into the play-in tournament that's it that's the only scenario three and oh and oh and three they're probably done and I guess Start we're going to end up seeing, Chicago. yeah, go, go get those Cancun trips uh, ready they're to already, go. And they're already putting together the gone fishing graphic on TNT. Yeah, pr- pretty much. So there we go. I can't believe we got through all of those games in the league last night because it was a lot. There was a lot of action. And that's why you listen to the Lockdown NBA podcast, because you don't get the chance to watch all of those games. We do. And we're going to make you you know, be able to pretend that you caught everything <laughs> that that went on here. So that's going to do it for the Wednesday edition of Locked on NBA. And on Wednesdays, I'm your co-host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter and the host of the Locked on Pelicans podcast. And I'm John Corrales at Reds Army underscore John on Twitter. And I host the Locked on Celtics podcast. Don't forget, you can get all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.